You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. This episode of the Sportsman's Empire is brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Since 1952, Interstate Batteries has been evoking compassion and a trustworthy spirit into the surrounding communities. Interstate Batteries is a mission-driven company fueled by purpose and guided by their values. If you need help locating a specific battery, stop into your local Interstate Batteries retail store and speak with a battery specialist. They even offer cell phone repairs. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast and we're going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm still going to be the host of the show, but every once in a while we're going to get a new host come in. His name is Cameron Stover. He is the owner of huntinggeardeals.com and he called me up one day and he's like, hey man, I like to talk about hunting gear and equipment and uh, somehow can we tie it you know, to my website? And I was like, hmm. So we brainstormed back and forth for a couple weeks and, and he's like, what about me just doing a couple, you know, doing some episodes once a week, once every other week, whatever, whatever you need. And I said, okay, what would they be about? And it sounds to me like he's going to do a lot of the podcast where he talk, where we talk to a specific company. And usually there's going to be some kind of deal out there potentially where you guys could save on some hunting products. So we talked and this is the first episode out of, out of this new series where Cameron uh, is a bit of a co-host. He's, he's going to take on the hosting roles. I'm still going to be here every week as well, but uh, I really do think this is going to be interesting. It's going to definitely be informative, and uh, you should be entertained as well. So a uh, shout-out to Cameron for taking time out of his life to do this. And if you do get an opportunity, go check out huntinggeardeals.com. Uh, before we get into today's episode with... Cameron in uh, Scree gear. Uh, I do have to do a quick commercial, and that commercial is Code Blue Sense. Now, if you guys haven't had the opportunity to go to Code Blue Sense, uh, CodeBlueSense.com, and take a look at all their products, they have uh, real and synthetic deer urines. They have the scent elimination sprays. They have a whole bunch of different. A mock scrape kit type products and my favorite is the rope-a-dope system you take the pre-orbital gel you smear it on the rope you hang the rope in a tree and you put a trail camera over it and what do you get you get inventory of all of the deer that are in the area so with that said go to codebluesense.com enter the discount code nfc20 for 20 percent off and uh, have a little savings there. Go, go check their product line out. It's uh, pretty cool. And read up on their quality control. It's pretty pretty cool how they quality check all of their products. So um, go take a look at that. Huge shout out to Cameron. Welcome to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network. And without further ado, 
Here's Cameron with Scree Gear. Hey guys, I'm Cameron Stover from the Hunting Gear Podcast, as well as HuntingGearDeals.com. Today I'm joined by Mike Nielsen from Scree Gear to talk about their clothing lineup and how you can utilize it regardless of where you're hunting across the country. Also, you're going to want to stay tuned to the end because they've offered a $150 gift card to one lucky listener. So, without further ado, let's listen to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Hey, it's great to be here, Cameron. Hey, I'm glad you're here. I've had a fun season, and we've actually had a chance to test some of those products. So, I'm looking forward to talking to you, learning more about Scree as a company, and the products that you have to offer. So, without further ado, what is Scree? So, Scree Gear was um, founded, actually, the, the idea, the vision for it was um, all the way back to 2011. Uh, <clears throat> I was actually on a, a moose and doll sheep grizzly bear combo hunt with a couple good friends of mine, and we got dropped off in the backcountry, you know, in the, in the Alaska range. And anyway, about four days into the hunt, I had on one of the hunting pants I had, of course, this wasn't our pants because we weren't in existence at the time but one of the, one of the really expensive pair of ha- pants that i had purchased actually came unstitched on me <laughs> and and luckily my my buddy you know and you're you know you're 100 miles from anywhere and i mean this is you're you're flowing back in on a you know on a super cub and so you know the the option to uh r- run back into town is is not there because you just kind of have to make do, man, if you have a, a gear failure in the backcountry like that. And so <clears throat> anyway, luckily my buddy, he's a he's a taxidermist and he had a he had a sewing kit with him. And we made do. We you know, we sewed up that stitching and 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 made it work. We ended up being out there 18 days, um, living out of a backpack. But anyway, I learned a lot on that hunt, and I would say that hunt is is really what started the vision for Scree. And I think you know, when you when you start any kind of company, I mean, I have to believe most people that start a company, they're starting something that they're passionate about. And I'm, I'm a big gear nut, but I'm also a big hunter. And so it was kind of where my love of gear collided with my love for hunting. And and that's really how the, the brand was born. Plus, you at some point, you realize, look, man, I think I can do something better, something that someone else hasn't done i believe i can make better clothing that's designed by hunters for hunters and so um that's really where the vision for for the the brand started was back in 2011 in, in the backcountry of alaska and then it just kind of blossomed from there okay so you took personal experience and found had a need for a product to improve and you thought you could improve upon it and now you've got scree gear or scree um so that's a little bit about the history and stuff like that. So what is your role within the company? So I'm the CEO and founder of the company, but you know, I'm I'm in you know, I'm involved in a lot of uh, you know, a lot of different aspects of the the business, product development, um, R and D. I'm actually um a part of the marketing team. Um, one of the directors there as well. Um and and then as far as brand overall brand management, but um, yeah, wear a lot of hats. I really have a lot of fun with the uh, you know the research and development and bringing new products to um, you know new offerings each year. Yeah, it's it's good to see somebody that actually owns the co- or is part of the company like you are like you are at the CEO level that actually hunts. So we've got co- companies in the industry that 
are ran by individuals that aren't hunters. So it's hard to relate. So that's always refreshing. Well, and you know that the reality is, and you, you look at some of the top. I mean, there's there's some great gear out there, great companies that that make hunting apparel. Um, but but sadly, you know, a lot of the a lot of times, you know, guys like me will start those companies, and then eventually they get bought out by corporate America, and and it kind of loses the you know the the touch, right? I mean, you you no longer have hunters developing clothing for hunters, and so I. I feel like that's one one area we've excelled in. We've we've um, we've kept control of that aspect as far as R and D and and the creation of new products. Okay, so are you create bringing new products to market every year, or you have a like a set of line of products and you're just kind of building off of those because it works? Right. You know, we don't. You know, we don't come up with some number in our head like, hey, we need to develop five products this year. We kind of look at, you know, we, we actually reach out to our customer base. Each year we um, we reach out to our customer base and we ask them, what what gear don't we have that you would like to see us produce? And so we get feedback from customers. We don't, I mean, I don't just build a piece of gear because I want it. Um, it's not what I want as a CEO and founder. <clears throat> it's what what does our customer base want? And so we, we take... Um, you know, we'll take some polls and have people answer some questionnaires so we can really get an idea of what our customers want. And then, you know, obviously there's some sta- there's always some standouts. And then we begin to to create and design off of what our customers want. I mean, so it's not say, hey, we're, we're going to try and release five or 10 or 15 new items. Like, for example, and I can say this because we've teased it out a little bit, but we um, we're introducing a, a, a midweight, mid to lightweight bib for kind of okay. early to mid season. Um, it's just a, it's a sweet piece. I mean, there'll be, you know, more details to come in the coming months, but, um, we developed that because a lot of our customers were saying, Hey man, we'd really, you know, we, we love your late season bib, but we'd really like something that's a, that's a little lighter and and more applicable to these earlier season hunts and that's a product that correct me if i'm wrong it's not a very well-established product in the industry anymore used to be like back in the day like i had a light pair of hunting bibs that i would wear but now looking at some of the other brands i don't see the lightweight bibs or or midweight like you're referring to i see the heavy duty stuff for late winter and things like that nature and cold temperatures so maybe you you looks like you found a need for a product yep. through your customer base, and that's what's driving innovation and things of that nature. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, and it's fun to let our customers be involved in that process of of, of um, developing products that people actually want to wear. You know. It's exactly. I, mean, I see. So I. I I deal with a lot of other companies and things like that, and I'm always looking at gear. I'm a gear guy. I'm absolutely. If it's new to the market, like ATA show, SHOT show, things like that, I, I was the kid on Archery Talk and watching the debuts coming through before YouTube was a big deal and before the podcast and things of that nature. So seeing the products come to life and things of that nature are really nice. But I look at some of the other clothing brands on the market and I'm like, why, why is there 20 pairs of pants? Like, I just need early season, mid a midway, a cold season, maybe something a little bit more in between for crappy temperatures or crappy conditions as far as the rain goes so 
is it easy to be oversaturated with products or have you guys got to that point yet? No. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, there's, 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 there's companies out there that try to be absolutely everything to everyone. And the reality is like, for example, our, our pant lineup, we have our hard scrabble pant, which is our, I mean, if you're only going to wear, you know, own one hounding pant, that's the pant to own. But then we also have a, a, and that would be just a good, that thing would carry you through all seasons if you layer correctly with it, right? But we also have an early season pant and then our hard, our hard scrabble pants, which is kind of an all season, mid season. And then we have our, our Kodiak pant, which is late season. And, and that's it. I mean, yeah, we have some layering pieces, pants like your rain gear, your rain pants, and also your ptarmigan down pants. Um, but as far as everyday soft shell pants, we just have the three. And I, I think the problem is with, with a lot of companies, you'll go in there and they got 20 pants and it confuses people and they, exactly. they leave frustrated. Like they don't, they just, I, they don't know what to buy. Yeah. I, as a consumer myself, like I look at some of these products from a bunch of one brand in particular, and I'm like, where do I start? Like, just spell it out for me, make it easy. If you've got a kit, so like the idea of having an actual kit, an early season kit, a late season kit, all those things streamlined. And I think after looking at your all's website, you guys have that correctly. You might, you kind of fix it for us as a consumer and make it a lot easier on the shopping side. Correct. Correct. And that's, that's one thing that, that we did right out of the gate that a lot of our, our competitors were doing is they weren't offering sensible bundles. And so we found great success with bundles because people want to know like, Hey, I'm, I'm coming out West to hunt elk on third season, which is in November. Like, what do I need? And we have those bundles, right? We have a Rocky mountain elk bundle. We have our mule deer bundle. The most popular bundle is our elite starter bundle for somebody that's brand new. That's like, they've seen our brand and they're, they're thinking they might want to try it. I mean, that's what, we recommend because that has three of our top selling pieces in it, our hard scrabble jacket, hard scrabble pant, and then our Kayabab um, 150 quarter zip. I mean, you can, that kit right there gets you in the field hunting, right? If you're hunting later in the season, now granted, you're going to need some additional uh, base layers um, and maybe an insulation, core insulation layer. But yeah, but that's what's awesome about our bundles is we have a bundle for every hunter for every season. Yeah, that's awesome. A, a quick scroll through the website shows all these things and it kind of dumbs it down for somebody that's just getting started. And maybe that's somebody that's attracted to the pattern of clothing that you guys have. And they're like, well, I just want all this stuff. And you see those trends and things like that happen in the industry. So it's nice that you guys have those bundles to make it easy. Uh, um, let's back up. So we talked about Scree. What does Scree even stand for? Like, where does the name of the company actually originate from? And like, where's the influence for S-K-R-E, Scree? Gotcha. No, I'm actually glad you asked that question. We get asked that question a lot, right? So what Scree is, if, if, if you live out west or you live in Alaska, or if you've hunted anywhere in the mountains, um, Scree is a, a rock slide. Um, if you've ever hunted out west, you've probably crossed these wretched things. They're, you know, they're they're rugged and and at times very uh, dangerous to to cross. Um, but basically, what it is is if you at the at a cliff face over you know thousands of years, the, the the freezing and cracking, the cliff face falls off and it forms a big rock slide. And so a scree a scree slide is 
a screen is just another name for rock slide. And so okay. the, and it's actually spelled S-C-R-E-E, -E, um, but the pronunciation is S-K-R-E, and we landed on that as, as, our, as our brand name. Okay. So the, you got the brand name from like a, a Western scene in that situation in the mountains. So is your clothing built for an elk hunter, a sheep, moose hunter, or whitetail hunter, or can it be used for anything? Well, I mean, we, I live in the West. We live in the West. The, the company is headquartered in, in Utah. And so we live in the West. And, and as a Western hunter, I mean, yeah, I designed this initially for Western hunters. But then we expand, expanded out into Eastern markets with whitetail. And that's the great thing about our layering systems. I mean, we've, we've used our layering systems from Alaska through the Rocky Mountain West um in in the the deer stands and in, in uh, you know eastern markets uh, east of the mississippi and africa and and the cool thing about a layering system if you if you eventually build up the idea is to build up and get our extreme layering system which will basically cover you from the warmest of conditions to the coldest of conditions right that's the cool thing about a layering system it's not like a one size fits all you know this jacket's either too hot or too cold you can add layers. The, the idea of owning an extreme layering system is that you can add layers as you get cold, right? And you can remove layers as you get warm. And that way you've got, you've got the perfect um, layering kit for the, for the, the temperature that you're, you're in at the present time. Yeah. So what, 15 plus years ago, the idea of a layering system and having this, interchangeable clothing options really wasn't on most people's radar. I remember if like wintertime rolled around, I had a big heavy coat and then I had whatever I could fit underneath it. Nowadays, it seems like that consumer is a little bit more educated thanks to companies like Scree out there talking about layers and layers. And I can have the same exterior clothing almost all season long and then just change my layers for whether it be a puffy mid layer or my base layers from a heavyweight to a lighter weight clothing, depending on the temperature. So is that kind of how you guys set your clothing lineup up? Yeah. And you know, it, it's amazing in the last 20 years, there's been, um, I mean, there has been amazing progress in technical fabrics. So the cool thing is now is you got these technical fabrics that weigh next to nothing, but that can, can give you the same performance that that old, you know, 500 pound Carhartt jacket, you know, I mean, those things are big and, and they're warm, but they only fit like a really cold situation. And so what it allows you to do is it allows you to, to, to layer, um, for that specific, for that specific, um, uh, macro environment. Okay. So can we talk about some of those technical uh, materials and clothing options that you have incorporated yeah. into your products because a lot of times we just read those off the description but we don't really know why it's incorporated into the product so kind of let's can, can we walk through that even at a base layer level to an outer layer level at a high level yeah, absolutely no i think that's great let's do that okay uh, let's start with base layer so usually most people know either synthetic or merino where are we at with scree base layers Say that again. Sorry, you. Like most of the time, we hit, talk about base layers. It's either a synthetic material or it's a merino material. So, right. are you using not using both or one or the uh, over the other? 
No, we, we absolutely offer both. Um, okay. I mean, there's, I would say in terms of like, they, they, they offer a lot of the same performance. Um, but there are things with Merino that, you know, that, that are not, you know, not available in synthetics, which is really odor control. Yeah. The cool thing about, um, Merino wool is it just checks all the boxes in terms of performance, right? It's, it's antimicrobial. I mean, on that, that hunt that I was in Alaska, I mean, we were out there for 18 days hiking and sweating and that Merino wool just does not, it, I mean, all my synthetic stuff that I have, it's awesome. It breathes well, but man, and within three days of sweating in that, it's just, it, it's, it, it gets a really bad odor. Um, but with the, with the Merino wool, it's antimicrobial. It's naturally antimicrobial and, and Merino wool is also, it's not like your grandpa's, you know, uh, army surplus wool, right. That was really itchy. Yeah. Um, Merino, you, Merino has a, a really fine fiber. That's what makes it so appealing in the outdoor industry is that it, the, the fiber is so fine that it actually provides a soft supple next to skin feel um so odor control it's it's very soft next to the skin because it's being worn as a base layer but another cool thing about merino wool is you can absorb up to 30 percent of its weight in moisture and it still feels dry and it's incredibly breathable it's good at wicking moisture away from your body and it's it's just one of those fabrics that honestly checks all the boxes now you get a lot of those same features with synthetic but the one thing you don't get is you don't get the odor control with with synthetic and i think that's the the biggest difference i also think that the merino is for me personally i feel like it's a softer supple next to skin i mean that and that can be you know dependent on the person i mean some people have super sensitive skin but i overall i like it better but our, our synthetic line is is awesome. It's definitely the price points are different, right? Merino wool right. is a is a natural fiber. Um, you know, ours comes out of us. We source all of ours out of Australia, um, and it's the finest grade of it's a it's a seventeen point five micron, which is measuring the the diameter of the fiber. So if you can imagine how fine a human hair is, the the merino wool fiber is is almost 10 times finer than a human hair and that's what produces that soft supple next to skin layer okay so with the base layers you got merino you've got the synthetic and you talked about odor control are there any kind of treatments that you guys are doing behind the scenes for odor control in the synthetic blends or is it it is what it is no we we don't i mean we we believe in in the natural odor control that you get from merino wool okay Good enough. Okay. The science behind that is pretty. The science behind that is pretty solid. I mean, I can tell you this. After 18 days, I remember <laughs> I had this. I had this merino shirt. Of course, this was before I created Scree, but it had this blue merino T-shirt. And I remember I because I because I'd heard you know I'm a gear junkie just like you, and I'd heard it was really you know they were it was antimicrobial. So I kind of stuffed stuck it up next to my nose and gave it a big whiff and it i'm not kidding you man 18 days it had no odor but all the other pieces that i have that were synthetic dude they i'm telling you man they stunk to high heaven well pretty bad just the other day and and i noticed this i got this cheap kind of like performance style shirt 
um, just a, a random gray shirt. And I was wearing it the other day for the first time. And just after a few hours, it's like, my gosh, I smell terrible. Like, what's going on? I was like checking to see if I put deodorant on. I'm like, I know I did. I put the good stuff on today. <laughs> Changed shirts. And that had I had an issue, but it's some of those synthetic fibers just produce some unwanted odors, and then merino wool and things where those natural fibers don't. So I've even seen that in the clothing that I'm wearing each and every day. Definitely makes a difference on an 18 day hunt. Yeah, and I, I just tell people, look, if you've never, if you've never worn merino wool, whether it's our gear or somebody else's, you, you really need to do yourself a favor and, and give it a run because it's it's awesome. It's it's my favorite base layer. Okay, so let's let's look into the kind of the mid layer side of it. So I'm assuming you've got some different sizes or different weights as far as warmth for your mid layers, and maybe some different fibers or different materials that those are made out of to get those different warmth ratios. Yeah, so if you go back to, to base layers, I mean, oh. that's where you're going to talk about your your um, your degree of layering, right? Right. So in, in Merino Wool, we offer ours in two. We have like a, a 300 series. It's our Kaibat 300. So that's 300 GSM. That's grams per square meter. So the, the, the best way to put it in, in layman's terms is the difference between a 300 and a 150, you'll feel it. The, the, the wool is thicker with a 300 than it is a 150. Makes sense. You're just, you're getting, you're getting literally double the insulation with a 300. Okay. And so that allow, and, and again, like 300, that would be a great one to wear later in the season, right? A 150 would be good to run as a base layer early in the season to, to mid season. So here's a curveball question. So you're on a, early season elk hunt it's 90 degrees some of the days um you've probably got on minimal clothing are you wearing a base layer like a merino wool to kind of wick some of that moisture weight along with something else or are you just running the regular top what are you wearing here's the here's the problem with i mean i can tell you what i wear but the, the problem is is everybody the, the process of of thermal regulation right is so different for everybody right like I, there's people like I get cold real easy, but I got guys that I hunt with, they, they get hot real easy. So it's, it's, it just depends on you. Me personally, if it's 90 degrees out, I ain't wearing any base layers. I'm okay. I, that's, that's pretty warm right now. If it's, if it's, let's just say it's like we, we hunt in August out here in Utah, but our, our archery, right. hunt, you know, stuff start and it, it can, I mean, it can get up into that 90 degrees. Yeah, there's, I'm not wearing any base layers, but if you start getting a little bit into September, um, you know, it'll, it'll start to, it'll start to cool down and it'll be a little crisp in the mornings and stuff. I'll occasionally, if it, as it starts getting colder, I'll add that 150 series, but by, by November, I'm wearing the 300 base layer bottoms. So, you know, if it's an August, early, um, early September hunt, and you, you're a guy that gets cold easy. Yeah, throw I'd throw on a 150 for sure. Okay. Base layer top and bottom. Good enough. So uh, mid layer size of things. Like what all options do we have here? And like kind of what are the point of the screen mid layers? What right. are we what's our purpose and what are we get doing to fix those problems that hunters might have? Yeah, you bet. So so really what you're talking about, when you're talking about mid-layers, we actually have another term for it. We call it core insulation, right? Okay. Um, and we're talking about your 
your core, your torso, right? And so what we offer, one of the best core, um, core insulation pieces that, that you can get is a vest. And we have our hard scrabble vest, um, which is hands down our most popular vest. Um, and then we also have, if you know, as you get a little bit later into that season, we have our ptarmigan down vest. It's an 850 fill power down vest. And, and you know, core insulation is critical, man. You, your legs can be, you know, your legs can get cold. It's not going to cause you any issues. But if, you're, if your core gets cold, that's where you run into problems. problems. You know, and so the, the key is, is to keep your core insulated. And there, in, in my view, vests are a great way. But also like our 300, our 300 Kaibab hoodie is used as a core insulation piece. Um, I actually like here in the West, I love my down puffy, my ptarmigan down puffy. I'll wear that as a core insulation piece, but it can also be worn as an outer layer, right? Um, depending on what you're doing. That's the cool thing about an extreme layering system is, is you can, you can move things around, um, to get the perfect, uh, you know, the perfect layering system for that specific temperature. Makes sense. Right. Yeah. But that is a very important part of your extreme layering kit. You got to keep your core warm. And switching from a vest to a jacket, so you could you could have that puffy jacket with sleeves all the or sleeves all the way to your wrist. But as a bow hunter, I don't want a whole lot of puffy layering between me and my left arm, which is my bow hand, because I don't want to I don't want to take a chance of slapping my string against my jacket. Right. And, and it's the same. I mean, I'm a bow hunter as well. So, so you could actually take that down puffy and down compresses, down compresses pretty good. And so our, one cool thing about our hard scrabble jacket, in my view as a bow hunter, that's the jacket that you want as your outer, outer layer. Unless it's raining, you got to put on a rain chill, right? A waterproof rain chill, but a, a, our soft shell jacket, our hard scrabble jacket, I mean, that is our core jacket, um, our hands down, our most popular jacket. But that the cut on that jacket has a as an athletic cut to it, which means when you draw a bow or you shoulder a rifle, you're not going to have, you know, fabric, additional fabric stacking up in your armpits or getting in the way of your draw or your string or anything like that. And so. You, you, you got to learn how to layer. Now, I have bow hunters that will wear the, the ptarmigan. I mean, it also has an athletic cut. So, I mean, I've shot shot my bow with my ptarmigan. And I think that's the big difference is what makes our gear so awesome is it has that athletic cut. There's no, there's no material that are, is stacking up in in areas that are going to interfere with you drawing a bow or shouldering a rifle okay so let's touch on the athletic fit because that one of the things i wanted to ask is how do they fit so as far as sizing and things of that nature i have a bigger belly than what i did a few years ago so i wouldn't consider me an athlete anymore at this stage of life what do i need to do with scree products in order to fit a body type that's not athletic anymore Right. Well, I'm the same way. I mean, I don't have the build that I, that I used to have, but um, here's what we tell guys. I mean, we, we put a lot of um, work into getting sizing, right. And look, if you wear a large shirt, wear a large, order a large shirt. If you, if you wear a, typically wear a large jacket or a large jacket, the one thing I recommend is when in doubt, 
when in doubt, order up a size. Okay. So if you're ever in doubt, just order up a size. But otherwise, you order what you know what you wear now. I mean, like I said, if you wear if if you have a large jacket and it fits you really well and you like the way it fits, then then order that size. You'll still have the athletic cut. It still covers guys that have little little bellies or guts or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I mean, it it still fits those guys. You don't have to have an athletic body to wear our gear. Okay. Um, when it, you talk about wearing a size large, so if we're ordering a size large, am I able to wear a size large base layer, a core layer, and then an outer layer? Are they designed to fit over top of each layer? Or do I need to go up a size if I know I'm going to be switching between the core insulation layer? Like for my heart, if I'm wearing a, you said a hard scrabble jacket, do I need to wear a large hard scrabble jacket on a regular day versus if I'm wearing a puffy underneath it and go up to an XL? Do I need to think about that? Well, you, you may want to put a little bit of thought of it, thought into it, but the, the answer again is going back to the sizing is correct. Everything is designed to be layered together. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, but, but like, look, if you're saying, Hey, I'm going to, I've got this hard scrabble jacket. I'm, I'm kind of between a large and an extra large. And I'm going to wear, I plan on wearing this late, late season, mid November um, for, you know, say like a Midwestern Kansas or Illinois uh, whitetail hunt or something like that. And temperatures are going to be, you know, below freezing. And you know, you're going to put a lot of stuff under that, you know, and you're, you're kind of teetering between a large and extra large. I would say that would be a case to order up a size. Okay. But, Generally speaking, no, you don't need to do that. Just order the size that that you plan on wearing because everything has been designed to be layered with each other. Okay. So when it comes to the different species and different pursuits, so a lot of the guys on the East Coast are never going to make it to the West and chase elk and stuff like that in the Rocky Mountains. One of the biggest things that I see as a consumer when it comes to clothing designed for both purposes is noise level when you're in a tree stand trying to draw on a deer that's 10 yards below you in a stand for your outer layers which would probably be the most important how is that noise level compared to anything else is that taken into consideration with some of these clothing when it talks about the technical side of these soft shells and things of that nature yeah absolutely i mean look that's 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 right of the the you know, that's right at the top of the list when you're designing stuff. I mean, as hunters, especially bow hunters, right? It doesn't matter if you're drawn back at 15 yards on a, on a whitetail from a tree stand or a saddle, or you're, you're drawn back on a, a mule deer or an elk at 30 yards. I mean, you got to have something that's, that's quiet, right? Okay. So all of our, all of our gear, and, and sometimes, you know, there's a, there's a lot of testing before you find that one that's, that's, not you know that performs right and that's rugged and durable and that's breathable but it's also simultaneously it's very quiet and so I, absolutely and i would say i mean i'm not gonna i, I don't know there's there maybe there's some uh nerd geek out there that can arbitrarily test um you know some kind of uh noise you know noise test against each other i haven't seen any data to yet but, you know, I would say as a bow hunter, I'd say our stuff is incredibly quiet. I mean, there's there's no technical data or numbers to provide. I, I haven't seen any. I think it would actually be it's kind of fascinating. But, um, you know, I don't 
I don't know that uh, there's well, any kind of technical data in that regard. You said that, and the first thing that popped up. So prior to starting hunting gear deals or buying huntinggeardeals.com and then bucks, bulls, and bears, and what I'm doing right now with whitetail properties, before I ever done the hunting industry stuff, I was a safety guy. So I did a lot of noise sampling and I just happened to have a dosimeter in my garage. So that instantly sparked like, ah, crap, that's where I need to be focusing in on is seeing kind of the noise ratings and how this is going to work. So maybe that's what I need to do. I may, I may try to do some of that testing for myself one day. So could you, could you get some, if you're rubbing uh, some sleeves together, could you actually produce a decimal? That would register i don't know that's what i'd have to check and see i'd have to dig it out of my my work tote and uh see how it's going to work and have to you'd have to have a controlled environment to where you wouldn't have any external noise same inches level so my, my brain's turning the tester gear nut in me is like oh this i could i could set something up like this up so well, when you get rich and famous don't forget to send me some royalties <laughs> sounds sounds good <laughs> if, uh, if that ever happens I, I think i think you're way ahead of me on the on the rich and famous part with scree so but uh so let's talk about the outer layers so we've got through some of the core and the base layers and this hard scrabble jacket and the pants they keep being brought up so there must be something to the hard scrabble lineup let's talk about it yeah so i mean the cool thing about the hard scrabble jacket year one i mean those um hands down those two pieces are our most popular pieces i would probably add in the the, the quarter zip um, merino, but those two, as far as our outer layers, are hands down um, our signature pieces. And again, you want you want a soft shell as your outer layer, right? For 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 noise and and also for breathability too. You know, people. One of the things that a lot of hunters get kind of caught up in is they want a waterproof shell, and that's great and everything this goes back to they want to you know they want a, a, a one size fits all does all does everything the problem with that even even though a lot of companies that that advertise waterproof breathable fabrics um yeah I'll, I'll i'll put a green check mark next to the you know the waterproof but as far as breathable uh look man if it's if it's waterproof it's not going to breathe that well and you're exactly right. There's going to be a there's a trade off when it comes to waterproofing. That you either get you get higher noise, less breathability. The more waterproof it is, I can go throw on a pair. Of, so I used to run a trap line years ago, and our state when you would have traps, then you had to you had to check them every 24 hours. Rain, sleet, hail, or snow, you had to go. I got in a situation where it rained for like two straight days. So I'm like, how can I run three hours on a four wheeler in the pouring rain and it's 35 degrees outside it's cold miserable right what i ended up doing was grabbing a pair of waders and a poncho and i was windproof and waterproof i wasn't breathable i was soaked on the inside but it wasn't from rain by the time i got done walking to and from the traps i was soaked on the inside from sweat even in those colder temperatures because that 100 waterproof layer that i had did not provide me the breathability that I needed. And it sure as heck wasn't something I was going to be deer hunting or things of that nature. So I've seen from personal testing, like in the field, you got one or the other, and it's hard to find that perfect one size fits all product like you're talking about, because you have to give and take. If I'm going to have the a waterproof product, it's probably not going to be the quietest product that I want to hunt with. 
it, it really is give and take. I mean, rain gear, I, I, I don't care what it, I've never, I've never found a piece of rain gear that is quiet, but you could literally say, yeah, that's a quiet piece. It's just, it's, it, it's, it's a give and take. Right. But for me, going back to the soft shell, like the hard scrabble jacket, um, hard scrabble pants, that jacket has a DWR coating on it. Right. So it, it's water resistant. Okay. So this jacket, if you got a, you know, if you got a light drizzle or a light rain and it's kind of on and off, you're going to be fine. You're not, you're not going to get wet. Now, if you get an absolute torrential downpour, that's where you got to pull the, you know, the, like in our case, we have ultra lightweight packable rain gear. You pull it out, you put it on. And when the, when the rain clears, you stuff it back in its stuff sack and you put it back in the pack. I mean, that's what I use my rain gear for. I don't like, you know, I don't just go, Hey, I'm going to go climb up, a, you know, 3000 foot ascent up a mountain with rain gear on, right? It's just, you're going to, you're going to wet out. And that's the problem is a lot of guys will get rain gear and they'll get wet and they're like, Oh, this, this thing leaked. No, it actually probably wet it out. You wet it out like you did from the inside. Right. And so um, I think if you understand when and how to use your pieces, but as far as your, it, it is the key, but as far as your like your, your outer layers, your hard scrabble jacket, that is the, the jacket that I reach for, for 90% of all the hunting I do because it's quiet, it's breathable, it, it insulates, it provides adequate insulation, right? It's just, it checks about every box, but the fully waterproof. But again, you want to wear a fully waterproof jacket, you're gonna, you're gonna sweat. You're gonna, you're just gonna get probably in a lot of cases too warm unless it's super inclement weather, but yeah, so the, earlier this season, I had a chance to hunt, and I, my hunting's been very limited this year, and I had two options for rain gear. I had the high-end stuff that didn't fit real good because I've gained weight, and then I had the cheap stuff that was big and bulky, and I was like, if I can just get there, it'll get me through the hunt. By the time I got, I, I chose to wear the cheap stuff. So by the time I got to the stand, I was absolutely soaked, and I had ripped it all to pieces. Right. So, there's, there's something to be said with quality products versus the cheap stuff. And, and I, I go back to that time and time again, like buy once, cry once. I want a product that I can invest in. Um, and speaking of investments, like what kind of warranty? Say you have a situation where I'm on an 18-day hunt and the threads pop off and I have a manufacturer defect. Is Scree going to stand behind that? Yeah, absolutely. So that and that's one thing we're known for. We have an unconditional lifetime guarantee. I mean, if if something breaks, and not only that, we don't, you know, we don't put guys on trial. I mean, that's that's another thing as I was building this company, you know, I've I've tried to get things under warranty. And I mean, some of these companies, it's like you're on a you're on trial, you know, and you have to prove that that this is a legitimate return and we you know we stand behind our product it's got our name on it we we know it's ours and uh that's all we need to know to take care of someone so yeah it's it's pretty simple in that respect yeah and that's refreshing to hear because i i think i'm, I'm thinking about warranties right now because i was diving into a piece so like i said i own huntinggeardeals.com that's what i'm doing on for the main job and basically i was diving into the warranty of another competitor of yours 
And by the time I got done reading it, I realized there's no way I'm ever going to qualify for a warranty unless they literally ship me a product that doesn't work. And I ha and it's not put together. It's not sewn together and I have to ship it right back. As soon as I wear it, it's done. They had so many loopholes in their warranty setup to where I'm like, there's never, I'm never going to get the chance to use it. So I can't provide, consider a warranty for this product valuable. So when we look at warranties on a, on a car, say you go buy a, a brand new car and I'm going to offer you a three year, 36,000 mile warranty versus a 10 year, 100,000 mile warranty. There's value in that warranty. So if I've got a company that's going to stand behind the warranty and not haggle or hassle and cause a big bunch of stink, if I say it's messed up, that adds a lot more value to the consumer. So I'm willing to spend more money out of pocket. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and it doesn't matter, man. What, it doesn't matter what you spend your hard-earned money on, whether it's appliances or hunting gear or a new rifle or whatever. Like if you spend your hard-earned money and it's a significant investment, right? Absolutely. And you do that, and it doesn't matter what it is, and, and you have a problem right out of the gate, you know? I mean, maybe it's not as big a deal. You're like, yeah, I got my money's worth out of that after five or ten years or whatever. But, you know, you have problems a year in or two, year, two years in, and then you call, and the company's like, sorry, that doesn't qualify for our warranty. I mean, that, that kind of piss a guy off right there, you know? I mean, yeah. and so... You know, look, man, this is being in this industry. We, we, we have the philosophy that to treat others as we ourselves would want to be treated. Um, I would never personally want that kind of um, customer experience if, if I were, you know, coming, you know, uh, had a legitimate warranty claim. That would be a big issue for me. And so, you know, from the from the very day that we founded the company, that was a big part of our founding principles is make sure we take care of our customers. And that's that's why you guys are still growing each and every year because of that principle. So that's good to hear. I looked through, chance, had a chance to look through the website and I noticed two main camouflage patterns. And we kind of talk about which one's which. So you've talked about the Western side of things or maybe it's a early season versus a late season pattern. Let's talk about those two patterns and which one I need as a consumer. Awesome. Yeah, you bet. So Summit was actually our first pattern. Okay. Um, the, the summer pattern does really good. Our turkey hunters love it um, all across the West, Eastern markets. So it, it's great on the ground and in the turkey woods. Um, and then it's great above timberline. I, I love it above timberline in the Rocky Mountains um, in Alaska, whether you're hunting doll sheep or, or elk or deer above timberline. That's a really great pattern, really great early to mid season pattern. And then the solace was really designed as a later season pattern and it's you know it works really well in a tree stand um, blends really well and it was designed specifically with whitetail hunters in mind but also works in great in western um, environments as well but later in that season right when when all the foliage is off the trees yeah so for the consumer that hasn't seen that product yet basically you've got the the first, the summit that has the a little bit greens and brighter colors that blends in with an evergreen tree or the spring green. And then you've got the solar situation that is kind of the grays and the duller tones that we would see in later season. Those are both technical patterns. And it blows my mind that we're still seeing the, the old school camouflage with some other brands 
So was there a reason why you guys chose more technical patterns versus going with another company that's and what do they call it? Um, when you Mid borrow somebody else's pattern versus yeah. you having your own. Right. And, and so traditionally camel started out with what they call mimicry patterns, which is, is essentially the, the sum of taking a picture of a specific habitat environment and then incorporating that yeah. into a camouflage pattern. It's called mimicry. You're trying to actually mimic um, the, the habitat environment. The problem with, the problem with that is that only works in that specific habitat environment. And if you, if you understand the science be, behind visual systems, the world in which we live is made up of fractals and, and Scree's um, concealment algorithms are made up of those fractals, right? They're different fractals and different shapes and elements. And what that does, and this is why, this is why, by the way, that the, um, you know, the top militaries around the world do not use mimicry. They don't use mimicry because it doesn't work. It looks, you, you, you take that mimicry and, and take it out of, you know, that habitat environment. I mean, believe me, if, if, if an animal sees something they've never seen before, I mean, they're going to, they're going to lock right into you. They're, they're going to identify you as something that's foreign to them. Right. But with fractal algorithms, it, it disrupts the visual system. So, so for example, a deer would ignore our algorithm as something that's natural because it's made up of what our world's made up around us with, which is fractals. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so if you were going to choose out, and I think I already know this, judging by this conversation, and probably any listener is going to I have already figured that out. If you were going to tell somebody, a new customer, hey, if you want to really put Scree to the test, buy this product or this line of products, what would it be? So it'd probably be the Elite Starter Bundle. I think I mentioned that a little earlier, but that, that Elite Starter Bundle is, is awesome. Again, it has our three top pieces. It's got our hard scrabble jacket and pant, and then it's got our quarter zip Merino Kaibab 150. And what's cool is we actually have a, a special offer on that, which is this, which is basically you can buy that. We're so confident you're going to be impressed. You can buy it, try it for 30 days. If you're not absolutely satisfied, stuff it back in the box. Not that it matters. comes in a really cool box, but not that it matters. But it, anyway, you can stuff that back in the box and send it back to us and we'll give you a hundred percent refund of your money. That's a, that's a pretty bold statement, especially when some guys only get to hunt like two weeks a year. So yep. do you see a return on those products? Nope. We, love it. Yeah, we, we know what we have. I mean, it's, it's a great product and uh, you know, at a very responsible price and we, we're confident that if people will, if we can get people to try it on, and wear it out in the field, they're going to be impressed. And that has been our experience. We've actually been running that um, promotion for a couple of years now. So, so as a consumer, it gives me sound of mind knowing that there's a refund policy, 30, basically a 30 day money back guarantee if I'm going to like it or not. Right on that. So it's on that specific bundle. Okay. That's okay. just what it is. Is it's an introductory offer to, Hey, buy our gear, try it. You know, I mean, now the rest of the products come with a warranty, but it's, you know, if you, if you warn it at that point, unless it has a warranty issue, it's not returnable. But on the, on the elite starter bundle, we're offering 
our top three products with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Gotcha. Okay. Clarify that. Okay. Thanks. Pre appreciate the clarification. Plus, you got the warranty that you already talked about. So I really feel like I'm not risking money. I'm not buying something. Because you've got a brand that you can't walk into Cabela's or Bass Pro and try on. So that brings us to the point where how do I get familiar with your products if I've never seen them in person? Right. So we are predominantly a direct consumer. Um, we do have a few exclusive retailers. I mean, we're not in any of the big box stores, but but honestly, the best way is is to buy it and try it. Um, our our sizing is is pretty well spot on, and we also have what we call a sizing guarantee. And this is something that we've we've done almost since inception, which is if you buy something from us, you try it on, and it doesn't fit. All you have to do is stick it back in the same package it came in, put a little tape on it, apply the, the return label, and it comes back to us at no cost to you. So we guarantee, we pay for all the shipping. That's awesome. Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, like if you can't put your hands and feel it, it's hard to buy everything correctly the first time, even if you look at the size charts and things like that, because let's face it, sometimes we don't want to admit we're not as small as we used to be. Right. And I'm, I'm guilty with that as well. Like, especially dress clothes. Like I'll, I'll go and buy new dress pants and then I'm like, Oh crap. I'm, these don't fit. <laughs> like these don't fit at all. Like, right. I got to take them back. And then you just tail tucked, you just go back. So, so it's nice to know there's, there's that option as well. Right. Uh, the hunt club. So checking out, I saw the new sign for the hunt club. What is the scree hunt club? Awesome. So it, it's an exclusive club. It is a subscription based. So you, you join, um, you know, it's, it's $10 a month or $120 a year. And basically it comes with uh, a bunch of different benefits. The number one benefit is once you join, you'll, you'll notice when you go to a product page that there's our retail price, but then there's a membership price. And so anytime you, you buy purchase something, you're going to get that membership price, which is a discounted price. Yeah. In addition to that, you get every, so every $10 that you spend goes into a, an account. It's your personal account here at Scree. And so let's say when fall rolls around and you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to buy that new jacket. You're going to get, you know, if you pay, you're going to get everything you paid in thus far. So let's say it was, you know, you've paid $70 in, you're going to get that $70 back to use towards your, your purchase. And you're going to get the membership discount. And then also every single month we, we give away prizes. So, and they're, they're pretty cool prizes. And, and, you know, sometimes it's multiple prizes. And then we have, um, we have a, a, a special community of people that can, you know, you guys, if you're members can, can talk and communicate with each other and a whole host of other, other options that are outlined on our on our website but yeah it's kind of a no-brainer it's essentially free because you're gonna we're giving back every dollar um that you spend for the membership comes back to you um towards purchases yeah as soon as you said that i started crunching numbers in my head and i was like there's no loss here i'm just getting a discount and you guys are just going to hold that money for me for the year until i'm ready to buy that product when it goes on sale hopefully at black friday or whenever you guys have the next big sale. 
If you know what an HSA is, we don't exactly. Call it. That's what I was thinking. Is like, that's my HSA, but a better deal. <laughs> yeah, it's not a health savings account. It's a hunt savings account. I like it. So that's that's it. that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, and that's pretty out, slick. We send out a lot of exclusive offers. I mean, there's a lot of exclusivity to to the club. So. Yeah, that's that's something I may have to dive in myself and sign up for the hunt club and take advantage of the. The hunt savings account <laughs> you're done so uh as far as we're in 2024 already we've seen new products hit the market throughout the industry is there anything new on the horizon i know we talked about the bibs already so let's talk about that again real quick yeah be, beyond that's probably all i can release right now we will um we will look we, we are going to be released we are going to be releasing some uh some merino wool sock designs Okay. And there's a couple other things on the horizon that I can't quite release to the public yet, but uh, we we got some exciting things in the works for sure. Okay, man, that I'm looking forward to that. Learning more about the products once I jump on the website, and maybe I'll have to order that Elite Starter Bundle for myself, especially with the guarantee offer, the warranty that you guys have, and the Hunt Club sounds like a no-brainer. Is there anything else that you'd like for the consumer to know about the company or your products? No, man. I would just invite people if they've if they've heard of the brand and want to learn more. I mean, jump over to our website. Um, our product pages are, are easy to navigate. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of product in the field photos and, and videos that you can watch and learn more. And also invite you to check us out. You know, over at uh, on Instagram and. Street Gear on Instagram and also uh, just our other social media pages like TikTok and Facebook and, and of course, YouTube. I think that's a great way to just um, learn more about the brand. All right. We'll, uh, we'll try to put some of those links inside the show notes where the listeners can hear and actually see that and, and find you a little easier. Scree, guys, is spelled S-K-R-E and it's ScreeGear.com. Mike, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, letting us learn a little bit more about the product, what you guys stand for, and I'm looking forward to the future. So, Been a pleasure. Thanks, Cameron. Thank you, sir. Well, that's all for today, folks. I appreciate you tuning in, but I didn't forget because I saved the best for last. Remember when I said Scree Gear was offering that $150 gift card? Well, this is how you enter. Go to huntinggeardeals.com, and you'll find everything you need to know. I'll also put a link directly to the giveaway in the show notes. So thanks for tuning in.